Dusty, what's the one book you can always find in our car when we're on a trip? Honestly, Mike, it is usually a Moon travel guide. That's right. Moon is our favorite travel guidebook publisher because not only are they a source for ethical travel and the best ways to get away, but their books also are packed full of information on everything from sites to see, trails to hike, restaurants, and lodging, all from real authors who are local to the areas they're writing about. That's right. And we're so excited that this year we are again partnering with Moon Travel Guides. Ready to cross something off your travel bucket list in 2024? Have a lot of great ideas for trips, but don't know how to get started or keep your itinerary organized? Wherever your wanderings might take you or inspire you to go, Moon Travel has you covered. Moon Travel is the travel guidebook publisher for ethical travel. Don't spend months trying to craft the perfect getaway when you can do it all with Moon. Whether you're headed abroad, planning to take to the open road, or want to wander the trails of a national park, make sure to pack a Moon Travel Guide with you. Through the end of 2024, our listeners can get 20% off any Moon Travel Guide when they use the code GAZE20 at checkout. That's amazing. And that is code GAZE24, G-A-Z-E-2-4 for 20% off any Moon travel guide in Moon's entire library. And that is just for our listeners, and you cannot find that anywhere else. Be sure to visit Moon.com. Head to our show notes and check it out and see Moon's entire collection of travel guidebooks. So on our way out of Shenandoah National Park, we were headed to D.C. And um, what did, did we have to stop for the bathroom? That's what it was. One of us had to stop for the bathroom. And it was like I'll the give you first guesses. time <laughs> this whole trip. I know. I, had I to was stop. impressed with you. You were just like a Hoover Dam. I wouldn't say a Hoover Dam. <laughs> <laughs> um, a Beaver Dam. Then sure. <laughs> there were there some we holes here and there. There we go. There we go. Um, we stopped at somewhere. Yeah, some it, shopping plaza with a kitty city in it. And, right. And so I went into the restroom and came back out. And um, you went to start the car and it didn't start. No, it like was click, 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 click. Nothing. Yeah. And I just have to say, I was the calm, cool, collective <laughs> You were. In this I was having a full hissy on the inside. Full hissy panic. I wasn't panic. totally hissy panic outside, but I definitely was letting it show a little bit. Oh, I don't you like were. car trouble. Like car trouble, like makes oh, me I know. very anxious. And also car yeah. trouble, like when you're out of state, oh, is yeah. even worse. Oh, yeah. Obviously, we get that. Yeah. Right? I understand where it's coming from. Oh. Mm-hmm. But I was like, all right, well, you know, um, what is, I was like, it sounds like your battery. And you were like, well, my, and then we had a whole thing where I was like, okay, let's talk about how cars work. Right. And I broke down for you. I know. Some, like, you know. Dustin Ballard, the mechanic. Well, my dad is basically a mechanic. Oh, I know. So he, I know. He, you know, taught me well. He did. So we had to do the thing where we called AAA. You know what's great about AAA? Yeah. If you're stuck in a situation, you can call, become a member right over the phone. Yeah. And then they can send somebody to yeah. you. Yeah. I've done it before. Luckily, you were still all good on your membership. Oh, yeah. And so they sent someone out and they said it would be about like 45 minutes, I think. Yeah, 45 minutes. But they also sent an email that was like, oh, you have like, here's the tracking app that you can track the truck on. And the app was called it sounds so naughty. It sounds like a like voyeuristic dating app. It does glimpse. So we watched and watched and we waited for this truck to arrive. Um, and we just kept checking. Glimpse. 
<laughs> and eventually the truck did get there. Yeah. You know, talking about Glimpse leads a little into our made-up app that we've come up with called Thunder, too. Yes, yeah. I love Thunder. Yeah. Um, Thunder um, is a is a gay dating app for gays that are also obsessed with checking the weather. Yes. like This like is this our million-dollar idea, everybody. Libra over here. <laughs> he is obsessed with checking right. the weather. So you can open up the dating app. Mm-hmm. and Well, you can open up the app to check the weather mm-hmm. and then also see... Hot singles in, in your, your area. area is also checking the weather <laughs> right. on that app. That's right. And then sparks fly, sometimes literally. Liter- right. Literally. If there's a firestorm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a firestorm everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go further with that, and I decided yeah. to pull back on the reins. Yeah, exactly. But um, we just kept checking our Glimpse app, and then eventually the truck did arrive to basically illuminate the fact that my battery was basically dead. You were, well, you've had that car how long? I've had the car for six years. And, and I haven't had never to replace the battery. The battery. No. And I'm like, girl, girl. I was like, okay, yeah. Uh, then it's, it's definitely time. the battery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were able to luckily go to like uh, advanced auto parts and they were able to hook us up because the guy that was there working had literally just changed a battery on a Honda Fit the day prior or the earlier that day either one of us could yeah. have changed a battery yeah. on a honda fed it's not that hard no but, but we just needed the new battery yeah and that is what we had to get and that's what we had to get and mm. we got it and we and we did <laughs> all thanks to Looking for adventure, I want to follow on the trail Or get a little lost and let the wind fill my sails Get up when the stars still fill the sky, don't wake the sun There's so much to be done, and the day has just begun Go where the postcards are real, you can feel, you can open your eyes And open your heart when you gaze at the National Park. At the National Park. At the National Park. Follow you, I'll follow you Welcome to Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast. I'm Dusty. And I'm Mike. Each full episode of Gaze at the National Parks brings you one hiking trail in one national park, one park at a time. That's right. And for the last month, we've been exploring Shenandoah National Park, which we recently took a trip to this past fall, but had also previously visited in the summer of 2017. So after finishing our hike in Wego Canyon, we decided that we wanted to get at least one more hike in because we had started the day a lot earlier than Old Rag and it White Oak Canyon took a lot less time, or at least it was two hours shorter than Old Rag. So we knew we had the time and we really wanted to try to get some other hiking in that day uh, before we headed to DC that night. And we gotten some suggestions from the park ranger at the Old Rag Park Ranger Station, as well as Nate, who had told us some yeah, things to do. Yeah, someone who, the uh, guy that we had met at the brewery in. Charlottesville. Thank you for supplying me with that. Thanks. (laughs) The ranger had recommended 
She actually didn't mention White Oak Canyon. That was a suggestion from Nate. She had mentioned Little Stony Man and Stony Man, Mary's Rock. And then the other thing that she had mentioned was Hawksbill Mountain, which is the tallest mountain in Shenandoah National Park. She was like, you probably won't have time for that. Like after we told her how much time we'd be there, but she's like, definitely the next time you come back, that's a hike to do. So we had kind of keenly like bookmarked or dog-eared um, All of those. The stone, yeah, Stony Man and Mary's Bath for the day after Old Rag. And after doing Wayado Canyon, we figured that it was a doable thing. We were able to get some GPS signal once we got to the car. Well, not Actually, exactly. we did it while we were no. on the trail. I opened up the app when I had some yeah. um, signal on the trail and then kept it open. Yeah. But when we got to the car, it was, it was like I could see the roads. So I could like zoom out and see what road we were on yeah. and what roads connected and what roads didn't right. to get us to where we needed to go. Yeah. And it ended up being that in order to get to the Stony Men, we had to get on Skyline Drive. Remember, with Shenandoah, there is like a major thoroughfare that runs the length of the park, which is Skyline Drive. But there are ways to get to hikes from the edges or outskirts of the park, which is kind of like how you can get to White Oak Canyon. Even Old Rag, basically, isn't necessarily off Skyline Drive. But in order to do what we needed to do, we had to, we had to do like a 40-minute drive to get there. And this is more like beautiful, sweeping Virginia countryside as we're driving. So we leave the parking lot from White Oak Canyon and we drive essentially like on the outskirts of Shenandoah up north. Mm -hmm. And then we get on a connecting road and that swings us around over to the left that brings us through the entrance gates. At Thornton Gap. At Thornton Gap and puts us on Skyline Drive. And here is some info about Skyline Drive. In 1924, the search for a national park site in the east brought the Southern Appalachian National Park Committee to the Blue Ridge Mountains of Virginia. Their job was to find a site accessible to the 40 million Americans living in eastern cities, including Washington, D.C. The committee recommended that the site that is today visited by millions of Americans called Shenandoah National Park. As part of that recommendation, the committee, recognizing the proliferation of the automobile, suggested that the greatest single feature of the proposed park should be a skyline drive along the mountaintop, following a continuous ridge and looking down westerly on the Shenandoah Valley, and also commanding a view of the Piedmont Plain stretching easterly to the Washington Monument. Construction of the, such a roadway was the pioneering work of landscape architecture and engineering, as well as the famous work relief project. Work was uh, begun before the park was even established using emergency employment relief funds and continued by the boys of the Civilian Conservation Corps. Look at that new deal. Who spent thousands of hours building beautiful rock walls and landscaping, sweeping overlooks to make Skyline Drive the experience it has been for over 75 years. And this all comes from nps.gov. This particular article is called Skyline Drive Historic District by Reed Engel who is a cultural resource specialist. Some other information. 
Skyline Drive is 105 and a half miles long from Front Royal to Rockfish Gap. I think that's most of the length of the park, too. That's, yeah. Yeah. The groundbreaking was July 18th, 1931. Different sections of Skyline Drive finished over the next few years. The Thornton Gap section that we were on, which is Thornton Gap to Swift Run Gap, Mm -hmm. was completed in the summer of 1934, and it was open to the public in September of 1934. Okay. That section cost $1.5 million or approximately $39,000 a mile. Wow. I'd imagine that's probably because of the height and the amount of like landscaping and engineering they had to do. And the amount of, you know, people they had to pay yeah, to get all the, the stuff laborers, up there. Yes. Yeah. Congress only appropriated a million dollars in the fall of nineteen thirty two, but obviously they ran into they needed more money. Mm-hmm. They had to extend the debt ceiling. Right. Yeah. Now I will say this, um they often say that the Civilian Conservation Corps, the CCC, mm-hmm. are they're the ones that helped to build it and they did not put in any of the actual roadbed. Oh, okay. No, but they did do all of the, like, um, they graded the slopes on either side of the roadway, built the guardrail and guard walls, constructed Mm. overlooks, planted hundreds of thousands of trees and shrubs and acres of grass to landscape both sides of the roadbed, built the picnic areas and campgrounds, comfort stations, visitor contact and maintenance buildings, and made the signs that guided visitors on their way. So they did a lot. They did a lot. Yeah. But it is like technically inaccurate to say that they built Skyline Drive. Okay. So that's why. You can find out more about this on nps.gov, which is an absolute treasure trove of the American narrative. (laughs) It's true. Skyline Drive was pretty incredible. It's always incredible. It's always beautiful, no matter what section of it you are on. Being able to see so much of the the sweeping plains and Piedmont of Virginia below is just a sight to take in. I mean, and we saw that, you know, when we were on old rag, there was some of that that we were able to see because of our height. But this was a different sort of view, especially because we were in a car. There are a number of pull-offs that you can pull off to the right or the left, depending on where the ridge is. We were at the point where we really wanted to get to the hike and we were swiftly losing daylight because this was the weekend after daylight savings time had come into effect. So we had planned that if there was time and there was light on the way back, our plan was to try to do some of those overlooks. But after going through that entrance station there, which we had paid for our our ticket already earlier when we were at Old Rag the day before, so we just had to show that, we were able to pretty quickly drive to the parking lot area for Little Stony Man, which we actually passed and had to kind of like go into a turnoff area and turn around to get to. It was fine. Yeah. It's, we were totally fine. Yeah. It's not a big parking area. So no, I think, it's really small. Yeah, it's I only th- like what, eight to 10 cars. Yeah. Or it's nothing that's all that big. And we were lucky enough to park because there were definitely people that were at the time that we were there double parking or parking in areas that they really shouldn't have been. And I think we got there and you were like, I just need like 10 minutes set an alarm i did i did i was like i need 10 minutes of sleep you set an alarm and i i did i closed my eyes and it was 10 minutes yeah you put the scarf right over your head and just like bundled up and shut the world out it was it was a cold day and we'd done a very long hike right before that 
and I was tired and, you know, and that's that. And that's that. It's true. But it wasn't long for us to get out and gear up because we really didn't have to do as big of a gear up as we did in the morning when we got to White Oak Canyon. So everything was pretty accessible. We pulled everything out and really bundled up because at this point we were, it was probably like two o'clock when we started the hike and the, the sun was pretty low. So we were in mostly shade at this point where we were starting. With us, there's always shade. And that's right. Wherever we go. <laughs> I believe that we were on part of the Appalachian Trail for this. Yes. Yeah. So this trail is, yes, on the Appalachian Trail. Mm-hmm. We gear up, start off in the beginning of the trail, which the Stony Man Trail is a one and a half mile trail. It's basically there and back, though there's a bit of a loop right in the latter half. But in the beginning of the trail, we um, have to, you walk up some like natural stairs. Yeah, you're kind of like, basically like, it's rated as an easy hike. And it's not anything that we were like, planning on having it be terribly strenuous. But it actually is a pretty good amount of uphill and like long, gradual switchbacks for the first part. Especially in the beginning. Right. You get on the trail and um, you basically go up these stairs and then you like go up and over to the left and you then start going up what is essentially feels like the side of a mountain. Right. And this is kind of like another just like walk in the woods. Like you're pretty much like in the deep woods at this point and it, you know, you are headed up this slowly but surely up this ridge I would say when we started the hike there were like six other people that were starting the hike with us it was like a family of like four and then like a, a girlfriend and boyfriend I would assume maybe I should assumptions, assumptions. <laughs> um could have that, had a myriad of relationships that's right sister brother who knows sister wife sure um, there we go when we got a little bit further along the people that were there with us as we started the hike, kind of like someone in the family had to stop and tie their shoes. So we went by them. The other couple that was there just let us pass because we were moving pretty quickly. And at this point it was so cold that I think as excited as we were for the hike, I think we kind of needed to keep our bodies moving in order to just stay warm because Although we had layers on, it was, like I said, the sun was fading, the temperature had dipped again. So we really needed to make sure that we were just like kind of constantly moving. At this point, I think you had like really like bundled your scarf like all around your head. You oh, basically yeah. were like a ball of wrapping paper. I was like I was just with cold. eyes. It was yeah. a very cold day. Yeah. Yeah. I was noticing a lot of people on this hike were definitely doing it in sneakers. Yeah. You know, I hadn't seen, I didn't see anybody really in sneakers on old rag. No. Um, but you know, white Oak Canyon, I think maybe some of them, but the, but yeah, this is totally one you could do in sneakers. Yeah, I think so. So we're making our way up and it's like long sweeping switchbacks And then finally we get to... We eventually get to this open ridge line that is looking over sweeping hills and the valleys below. And after walking a little further down the path on this open ridge line, you are able to see this natural rock formation, which is known as Little Stony Man. Right. So when you hike Stony Man and Little Stony Man, you're essentially like 
you're hiking both of them at the same time. Right. The reason that we were hitting Little Stony Man right in this moment on the trail is because we were doing this hike from uh, the Little Stony Man parking lot or parking area. Mm -hmm. There's another parking area that is south of here. Okay. That you could, south of this trail that you could park on and get on, jump on the trail and hike just to the Stony Man lookout Mm -hmm. and hike right back to your car. Now, there is a loop that um, could include the Passamaquoddy Trail. We did not do that section of this loop, but one could. So we were parked in the north part where the Little Stony Man uh, parking lot is, and then we hiked up to Little Stony Man. And from there, we were going to hike out to the Stony Man Lookout. And with that, let's take a break. time for a game okay what are we playing mike are you ready i am ready okay so you were very secretive about this game. i was very secretive about this game great because um this game is called uh shenandoah trail or neil young song oh okay based on our you know last episode when great. neil young when was I the artist that you chose to yeah. create to commission an album about the but, last year of your life okay um so these, um, all of these are either titles of Neil Young songs. Okay. Or names of landmarks or trails in Shenandoah National great. Park. And you have to identify which great, one. Great, great, great. Are you ready? Are there any crossovers that are both? There are no crossovers. Okay. Sugar Mountain. Trail. Neil Young song. Oh, okay. Compton Peak. Trail. That is the trail, correct. Sugarloaf. Trail. That's right. It's a trail. Old King. Uh, Neil Young. That's right. Neil Young song. Pocahontas. Trail. No, that's a Neil Young okay. song. <laughs> Dark Hollow. Trail. That's correct. It's a trail. <laughs> You're so calm about this. Uh-huh. It's like actually like I'm sitting across from Hannibal Lecter right now. And what were the lambs doing, Clary? <laughs> <laughs> they were screaming. They were screaming. <laughs> Southern Cross. Neil Young. That's right. Rose River. Neil Young. No, that's a trail. Oh, okay. And that has been Shenandoah Trail or Neil Young song. That's a good game. Thank you. You're welcome. I really appreciate it. You know, that. I was trying to like before I landed on Neil Young songs, mm-hmm. I was I was like racking my brain over like, okay, well what what do these kind of sound like? Right. right? I did look up James Taylor songs, mm-hmm. which I almost went with. Um, I also looked up like Brooklyn indie rock bands. Oh, that would have been a good one too. Um, they're getting real sort of like rainbow kitten surprise. Right. <laughs> yeah. They're starting to sound a little like yeah. that. Right. Yeah. I was like, you know, so I couldn't really find like I couldn't yeah. make that. Well, happen. you you tricked me and you tripped me up on a few. So thank yeah. you. So there we go. Yeah, and there was and that was that game. After we are looking over this amazing view at Little Stony Man for a little while, we continue on down the path. Now, how much did this trigger your fear of heights where we were? You know, honestly, it wasn't too bad. There were a couple of spots when you can like look down and see. You know, like a sheer oh, drop off. That's a sheer drop off <laughs> right. between those two rocks. Yeah, um, that was a little terrifying. But like, there's like 
pretty big boulders, you know, between the trail and like you. Yeah. And the giant vast open space. <laughs> the edge of everything. Right. right. So, I mean, the thing that would have really made me afraid right then was if I were to have stood on any of those rocks. Oh, yeah. Like, that to me just feels stupid. Oh, I well. mean, people do it all the time, and I'm like... Ugh. Stupid. This is not... I don't right. like that. I thought one of the cool things, too, from the view was that you could see very clearly Skyline Drive. There were, If you had looked back um, from the way we had come on the trail, there was a lot of... You know, obviously, you're seeing these vast vistas and these picturesque views, but you're able to also see the drive, which is kind of just puts everything into perspective for you. And you're obviously able to see some farms and things down in the valley below as you're hiking too. So it's not, you know, long after this that we're leaving Little Stony Man and we're basically back in to some tree covered area. It's not crazy because we're very close to the peak at this point. I just remember feeling the entire time, and I'm pretty sure you said it, like, oh, we're on the way to the witch's castle at this point. Like, the trees were really gnarly. They looked like they had been and obviously were very oh, windswept. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's right. Oh. Oreo, or as I thought as a kid, Oreo. You, Oreo? Yeah. yeah, Oreo. Oh. Yeah. Did I just, like, make you want some dessert? Sure, <laughs> sure. Did I trigger sure. your you dessert can, button? You can project that onto I me, will. even though that's what you're feeling. <laughs> As we're hiking, we get to a point where we hit like a trail juncture. The Appalachian Trail intersects with the other trail that's going to take you up to the Stony Man Summit. That's right. Now, when we had been walking, this is when we saw those people. Oh, right. Right. We saw a whole bunch of people. Yeah. They passed us. Like, mm-hmm. they were coming the opposite way. Yeah. Right? We passed them as we were hiking. They didn't look to me like they had been hiking for days and days or months or anything like this. But they looked like they might have been on the Appalachian Trail. They looked a little fresh-faced, though, for that. Like very fresh-faced for that. (laughs) They were carrying things that, like, were... I didn't think they were trail hikers. I didn't hikers, know what though. they were. That they yeah, were they were carrying like knapsacks, but in their like hands. That was weird. Right, right. But yeah, we hit this trail juncture a little further up. And basically, it's it's uh, a crossroads. And you're able to go like to the left, right, or forward. We had come up and we had gone to the right to head up to the Stony Man Summit, which confused me later on when we were coming back down and not because of the well actually in two ways but heading up to the summit you're getting more and more gnarly trees and more and more like of this feeling of dark foreboding and eventually you you do see a sign that basically is very clearly pointing you to the summit of stony man and you walk a little onto this like flat plateau area of that's wooded and then eventually you come through this archway tunnel of trees and that brings you right to the summit there. We ended up being there with two young ladies as well. Um, so we like, you know, did them the favor, took photos of them and they did the same for us. And I have to say like the Stony Man Summit was a beautiful view. This view was unbelievable. But I actually think I liked little Stony Man's view a little bit better. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, they were both sort of looking in the same direction, mm-hmm. but both views were really stunning. Yeah, it's something to do. You're basically it's already really there. It's great because it's like a it's a hike that is like if you it's a little 
little hard in a couple of spots, but like generally speaking, it's not too bad. No. And it's like two spots of major beautiful payoff. Yeah. When we turned around, because we were at the summit, the sun was mostly sinking at this point and the wind had kicked up. So it was extremely cold. It was freezing. It was freezing. So we kind of like didn't spend that much longer on the summit than we really needed to. I mean, went back into the tree cover. Now the girls had left ahead of us. And as we were walking back into the woods, it was really clear that there was another like summit area that you could walk out on. It was another jut off over Mm -hmm. to what is now on our right. So... We did the thing where we were like, listen, we're cold, but we're already here. Like, we might as well. And so we headed off down that very small path to that summit area, which was another great view of the surrounding countryside of Virginia and of Shenandoah National Park. Um, And it is something, if you're up there, do it. It makes total sense to just do that quick jet off. And again, it was super windy, super cold. So we really tried not to spend more time than we needed to out on that kind of bald area and we headed back into the woods there was a path that we had passed as we were walking that was not the path we had come up it was this is where i think the loop had started to come in the other thing you have up there is the horse trail oh that's right because there was a hitch that's right there was a hitch for horses but yeah the there's a horse trail that is you know uh winds through there too as i kind of wasn't doing my orienteering to the best of my ability and trying to figure out which way to go. You were like... Orienteering. Orienteering. I like that. You were clearly like, no, we're going this way. Well, no, I knew which way we needed to go. I know, and I appreciate you for your orienteering ability. I always know. I always know. Always know which way to go (laughs) when it comes to directions. And with that, let's take a break. Ladies and gentlemen and everyone in between, please welcome to the stage, Virginia Slim. Virginia Slim. Yeah. So, Virginia Slim, who is a, you know, a reference to the cigarette brand. <laughs> That's right. But I think she's not Because as smoker. you confessed in our last episode, all the confessions coming back. I did. I did. Yeah. I used to be a smoker. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. It's true. That is, that is what happened when I visited Europe for yeah. like, you know, over a month. Yeah, I came back and I was like, oh, they all rolled their cigarettes and they were delicious. <laughs> and uh, that's that. Yeah. Things we've learned and things we've grown things past. Things we've learned and grown past. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, but, you know, I used to be very much like, oh, I don't know why people would do it. And then after I did it, I was like, no, I get it. I yeah. get it. I yeah. don't anymore, but I get it. Yeah. So who is Virginia Slim? Virginia Slim. See, I feel like Virginia Slim is actually like a, um, a, like, I think she has an outfit that is a reference to a Slim Jim. Oh, okay. Because I feel like also, for some reason, I'm getting a private detective vibe. Like, I feel like the word Slim is like sometimes like slang for like, yeah, I feel like she's Carmen Sandiego-esque, like trench coat. 
And underneath, but the trench coat is this Slim Jim ad. <laughs> yeah, and it's just Macho Man Randy Savage going step into a Slim Jim. Oh yeah, brother. Um, yeah, it's definitely that. Um, she's just as Macho Man Randy Savage in drag. Sure. Let's, there we go, guys. We're done. Thank you. Sure. Have a great night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like she's very sultry. I'll pivot away from Carmen San Diego and Macho Man Randy Savage to say. I feel like she is like a kind of classy 60s lounge singer mm-hmm. and she sings yeah like she a, sings like Eartha Kitt songs like a Veronica Lake okay sure Veronica Lake's not 1960s okay she's earlier than this she's more 40s okay but yeah but I see what she means yeah she also sings who's the psychic friend that work lady why can't I think of her name Oh, Dionne Warwick. She sings Dionne Warwick's Always Something There to Remind You. I think that's oh. her song. Have you ever heard that version? No. Because it's so much better than the 1980s cover. Oh. oh, do yourself a favor and listen to that. I will listen to that cover. But I feel like that she's song. like, she's that kind of, that's her vibe. Um, oh. I'm going to pivot away from my original statement and your original it's statement. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. That's totally fine. I dig this sort of lounge singer, Virginia Slim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Or like Sister Jude in Asylum when she was a lounge singer. Oh, that's true. There you go. Like I hit your button there. Back when <laughs> back when, you know, American Age Horror Story was, was good. like really, really good. Yeah. yeah. So I like that. I think that's good. Yeah, oh, I think so too. She just commands a room, whatever room she walks into, because she is just a beacon of like femininity and like light and beauty and i think this is just the activist in me i also want her to be someone who like only like like a part of her work is uh donations to you know like addiction rehab places okay for smoking okay great we've covered all of our bases covered all of our bases (laughs) so ladies gentlemen and everyone in between please welcome to the stage virginia Virginia slim So we head back down and in order to head back down, we come out of sort of the loop that is at the Stony Man uh, area of this trail and we come right back to the intersection. But we were approaching the intersection from a different entry point. Right, which really confused me. It did. And we sat there and had a tiny little petty argument (laughs) for like, I don't know, a minute and a half when I was like, no girl, no, we are, I'd have to go this way. And you were like, no, we came from this way. And I was like, you're like, no, we came from this way, the way we need to go back. And we're currently standing on the other (laughs) side of this intersection. Yeah. Right. And you're like, there's the horse trail over there. We can't do that. Mm -hmm. There's where we came from. So you like definitely again, you're better. I've noticed that you are definitely, even in the car, when we didn't have GPS, you're like, oh, I'm I'm just mentally like tagging the Do you locations know why that in is? my head. Why is that? Well, when I was really little, my, and I would ride in the car with my grandmother, she never let me go to sleep because she was like, no, you need to be able to know how to get back to wherever you go. Well, that's smart. So you need to be awake and you need to know where like where you are at all times so she terrified you into it oh yeah i guess so (laughs) that's what adults do raise your kids right terrify your kids into so yeah no 
right. I have to always had a knack for direction. That's true. Because I, of that. Yes, I I agree wholeheartedly. But yeah, so you kind of pointed us in the direction that we needed to at this point at the crossroads. There was someone hiking up at this point too, which was I thought was kind of late to be coming up on the trail. Because it will definitely be dark by the time we got and back. And I didn't think that, like, the trail was really leaf-covered, and it wasn't... I mean, it was pretty clear and, for the most part, level ground, even though you were on incline or decline. But there were some boulders underneath the leaves, and it was, like, really heavy leaf cover. I can't imagine, like, hiking that in the dark would be a lot of fun, um, especially if you were close to the edge at Little Stony Man. Especially if it was a moonless moonless night. Of course. Right. Of course. Of course. That would not be safe. No. No. No, no, no. no. So Safety first, girls. As we're walking our way down, we see those folks that we saw, those fresh-faced people on the Appalachian Trail. We see them again, but now they are in what looks to be hammocks, like strung from one trees, one set of trees to another because there were multiple hammocks. Right. And they were all just like sitting there scrolling on their phones while laying in these hammocks. I thought they were European. They, I, I feel like feel we like passed they them were and, they, too, and they were speaking French. I believe so too. what I thought. So they were hanging out and I yeah. was like, aren't they freezing? Yeah. Like it made me think like, huh, is there something about like the insulation or the sort of, you know, arrangement of your body and this fabric inside of this hammock that makes it warmer if you're like deep inside of it. But I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But they were there and they were, you know, hanging out, scrolling on their phones. Yeah. It didn't even look like they were like camping or set up for the night. It looked like they were just like, oh, here's a good spot to stop. I don't really think they were on the trail. I just think that they were like, putzing around and like hiking a little bit who knows who knows Who's to say they could still be there sure they sure. could they could absolutely <laughs> later, still be we there. are coming to, i mean coming down the trail isn't all terribly that long as we're headed down i think this is the point where we both like we have a like a little bit of a repeat of your your hunger strike from earlier in the day or your lack thereof a hunger strike um your hunger hissy um, but this is like you can call it whatever you want. Yeah, we both I was honest. And you were I was honest. Kind. You spoke your truth. But we both hit our our hiking wall, which we've talked about before. And I think it was just a combination of we had been up very early. We had hiked a very strenuous hike in the morning, and it was very cold at this point. And we were like, "Oh my god, is the car ever going to be coming in sight?" And the trail itself, like I said, like. Once you're on your way down, it, it is pretty a fairly fast descent back down to where you need to get at the little Stony Man parking area. But um, it it was still like it felt longer than it should have felt. Yeah, I but guess so. I think that's just. I think it was we just were we were tired. tired. Yeah, and that's the way it goes. Yeah, and eventually we do get to a point where we're kind of winding our way down and we're able to see the cars at a distance um, from the vantage we're at on the ridgeline um, of the trail. And we wind back down. We both have learned our lessons from hiking. So, and it w- this was easy because we were packed already to head to DC that night. So we both took off our hiking socks and put on brand new socks. Always. We took off our boots and put on sneakers. So we had a very comfortable, not so 
you know, cumbersome drive with our footwear. Exactly. And um, as we left, this was where the the moment happened where we, uh, the battery in the car uh, died on us. Well, not in the park, thankfully, because no, I feel not like in that would have been like a whole nother issue, which I'm sure AAA has to come into the park at, had yes. had to before, I'm sure. But it was in this drive from here to DC yeah. that that did happen. And we were at the point too, when we were exiting where the light was really low and we were both so exhausted. We're like, I, you know what? Skyline drive is beautiful. Look at, look out to the left, look out to the right. We don't need to pull over right now. Like, no, we I gotta, think we can fine. save that for mm-hmm. like another trip to Shenandoah and there when will be more. Hawksville. Yeah. yeah. Hawksville mountain. And I think so much of the South, Rock. the South we haven't done yet either. So right, I think right. that's something that's going to be, um, very much so available to us. Um, and it's so very close and we know that. And I'm looking forward to some more Shenandoah adventures. I am too. So the Stony Man and Little Stony Man uh, trail or the loop from the Little Stony Man parking lot is a 1.6 mile trail slash loop because mm-hmm. part of it is a loop, right. which is why they call it a loop. Yeah, it looks like a balloon, basically. And um, it suggested that it would take around... I think about an hour, an hour and a half. Hour, hour and a half. And I think it took us closer to like two hours just because yeah. we stopped and we were kind of just tired. And, and yeah. Yeah. And that is what it is. Yeah. But um, how many uh, Karen Stones would you give this I'm going to give her a four. I am going to give her a four too. Look at that. Look at Brain that. Share. Eight out of 20 Karen Stones. Yeah. Um, she was pretty simple and pretty easy and pretty straightforward. However, I think we weren't in anticipating as much of that incline in the beginning. And it was a decent amount of incline to like after we had trudged up white Oak Canyon trail the entire day. And that was a 1600 foot elevation. We we're like, Oh, I think it was only supposed to be like a 300, 400 foot elevation gain. And it just felt like more than that. It um, did feel like more. And I think it was again, partly because we were tired, but I think eight out of 20 is a fair rating for little stony man and stony man. I agree. It's time to end this episode with some Jeopardy. Okay. Mike, shall I start with my category You today? sure can. Go for it. Okay. So I was inspired by um, the fact that we were in Virginia and that yes. we were in Charlottesville at one yes. point, which is near the University of Virginia. Yes. So... Is this a Liz Lemon-based category? This is not a Liz Lemon-based category. However... Or Tina Fey, I should say. Um, this is called UVA Alums. Oh. So, your job in this... <laughs> this is called UVA Alums or Neil Young Song. Or Neil Young Song. <laughs> so, in this category, you um, will need to name the, uh, the UVA alum based on... I'm going to give you, and if you need more, I can okay. give you more, but I'm going to give you a title of a work that they created. Great. And you have to um, give me the name of the person who either wrote it or created it. Great. I love okay, it. Cool. All right. Are we ready? We're ready. For 100. The bubble. Could I have another, please? The Fabian strategy. Oh. 
Who is Tina Fey? That is correct. Okay. Those are both episodes of 30 Rock. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, great. For 200, a rose for Emily. Could I have another, please? As I Lay Dying. Who's William Faulkner? Correct. From Mississippi. Okay. I didn't realize he was a UVA alum. Look at this. Yep. Okay. Deer Skull with Padernal. Well, this is an artist, a visual artist. Can I have another, please? Cow Skull, Red, White, and Blue. Oh, I was going to guess that. It was, it's George O'Keefe. It is. I was going to guess that immediately, but... It is. Yeah, okay. The third one I was going to give you was Jimson Weed, mm-hmm. which is her most famous. Or Vagina Flower, Vagina Flower, <laughs> Vagina Flower. <laughs> okay. For 400. Great. I like this category. Good for you. The Brand New Kid. Is this Dan Savage? Incorrect. Okay. The Blue Ribbon Day. I needed a third one. The best advice I ever got. Lessons from extraordinary lives. Is this David Sedaris? Incorrect. No. I have a fourth one. Okay. Sugar Savvy Solution. Kick your sugar addiction for life and get healthy. Paula Dean. Incorrect. <laughs> I don't know. We were looking for who is Katie Couric. Oh, okay. Great. And now for 500. Okay. Now, unfortunately, there's only one work on this list. Okay. So you just have to guess it based on the one. Right. 13 Days, an account of the Cuban Missile Crisis. Who's Robert F. Kennedy? That is correct. Well done. Great. Good job. Shot you in the did dark. Very well in that Thank category. Thank you. Katie I, Kirk was a tricky one. I know. I was like, oh. I was I was looking at UVA alums and I was like, did she write books? Yes, she did. Look she wrote that. kids' books and she wrote some uh, you know, some diet books. Some diet books. She I didn't did. know that that that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my Jeopardy category is called Old Stony Men and Women. Oh, okay. And this is an art history category. All right. So each of the answers in this or the clues in this category will be about stone sculptures. You're going to do fine. I may, I set you up for success. Okay. All right. This resident of the Academia Gallery of Florence is one of Michelangelo's most famous works. It depicts a young man with a sling in one hand and a rock in the other, ready to slay the giant in the Bible, whose name is synonymous with being monstrous in size. Who is the David? That's correct. I've seen the David, and it was magnificent. And look at that piece he's got there. (laughs) (laughs) A little small for what I was expecting for his hands. But his hands are actually proportionally larger. Michelangelo made them um, a little bit larger to basically highlight the importance of his hands in the task that he was completing. Didn't know. Look at that. You learned a little something else today. I also found all the replicas of the David in Florence. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, Yes. There are a lot of replicas. Um, Okay. Old Stony Man and Woman for 200. This hard-to-miss monument and Riddler of the ancient world sits in front of three burial temples, which also happen to mark the stars, stars of Orion's belt. Riddle me this, of which megalithic sculpture do I speak? What is the Sphinx? That's correct. Old Stony Men and Women for 300. The Laocoon Group, 
or Leia Kuhn and his sons, is a terrifying sculpture depicting the strang- their strangulation um, by a giant serpent. A priest and seer, he was trying to expose the ruse of a giant wooden equine of this ancient Greek war. What is the Trojan War? That's correct. Old stony men and women for 400. The winged victory of Samothrace is a, scup- is a sculpture not to be missed. Striding out over a grand staircase within the Louvre, this example of Greek Hellenistic sculpture is known the world over for its incredible detail and lack of head and arms. What goddess of victory, now and forever known by a simple, ubiquitous swoosh emblem, is the sculpture named for? Who is the Venus to Milo? That is incorrect. No, wait. Oh, it's wrong? Mm-hmm. It's not Venus? No, I'm looking for the goddess of victory. Oh, hold on. Is it Aphrodite? Now and forever known by a simple, ubiquitous swoosh emblem. What is Nike? That is correct. There we go. <laughs> there you go. Got there. There you go. I got that. Nike is the goddess of victory. Great. Um, and that's also another interesting little art history tidbit is that mm. the designer of the Nike swoosh was like, just designed it and like, didn't really get a ton of money for it. And then was like, basically did not, was not entitled to more money based off the fact that it blew up because he didn't sign a wow. great contract. Oh, Interesting so things. Sad. It is sad. Okay. Old Stony Men and Women for 500. The ecstasy of St. Teresa, the national saint of Spain and founder of the Carmelite Reform, is recorded in beautiful detail in a sculpture by Bernini. This sculpture depicts Teresa floating among the clouds held aloft by an angel, having just pierced her heart with this projectile held in his other hand. What is a, an arrow? That's correct. All right. And that's a beautiful sculpture if you've never seen it. It's one to look up. Oh, I have. Um, yeah, I have seen that actually. Good for you. Look at you. You I did well. I, I told you I you. set you up for success. And I thank you. And you're welcome. This has been Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast, and we're here to remind you to hike early and hike often, and that adventure is always out there. Gaze at the National Parks was created and is hosted by Dustin Ballard and Michael Ryan. To see images from this episode, follow us on Instagram at Gaze at the National Parks. To contact us, email us at gazeatthenationalparks at gmail.com. And to find out more about Shenandoah National Park and all of the other national parks mentioned on this podcast, visit our website at gazeatthenationalparks.com. All original artwork featured on Instagram and on our website is by Michael Ryan. All original music was written by Dave Seaman and performed by Dave Seaman, Mariella Klinger, and Sean Sklios. Our music producer is Skylar Fortgang. This episode was edited by Dustin Ballard. We would also like to acknowledge that while hiking in Shenandoah National Park, that we are on the traditional lands of the Manahoac and Monacan people. Tune in to our next full episode where we explore Dickey Ridge in Shenandoah National Park. We take a trip in the Wayback Machine for that. Mm-hmm.